Jackson and Pickett County look for answers as the regular season closes out, and White County and Warren County softball continue their push to the postseason. The Warren County Pioneers are the regular season District 6 AAA champions for the baseball season after taking down White County in back-to-back games 7-5 in McMinnville on Monday and 13-0 in Sparta on Tuesday. Needless to say, for Philip King's team, they're pretty excited. It, it does feel really good. You know, it, what it means to us is obviously you try to put yourself in a position through your, you know, regular season district games to be able to be a one seed, you know, which means you're drawing a lower seed after the playing game. Obviously, hosting games is always good when you can have it at your field with your crowd. But more than anything else, you know, when, when you got a group of kids like ours, and I know everybody does this, but our, our kids work pretty daggum hard. And, and you know, they, they had goals. And, you know, this is the first of the goals that they set for themselves is to be the regular season district champs. And, you know, guy asked me last night, and, and we were incorrect, but, you know, it means something because I don't think we've had one around here since 2001. That's a long time coming for you know a district championship, and I know that what you got to do is you got to you got to go on. I mean, obviously you got to go and you got to take care of business in the tournament, but you know for our school and for our kids, that's a that's a big deal, and we're really we're really excited about it. How much does it also mean to the seniors after obviously last year happening the way it did? I know that you're probably tired of talking about last year at this point, but how much more does it mean to the seniors that they got to have their season and that this is how their senior year goes? Well, you know, like you say, it's it's unfortunate that you got to talk about it, but it's a part of their it's it's a part of their story. It's a part of of their you know their sports story, their life story, and you know these guys feel like they probably had a chance to win it last year, you know, and so. To be able to come back and have a season, especially when you look at the same concept, we got shut down quite a few times. There was times like first of football and soccer season, we we had to close our doors and be gone for a couple weeks. And then there were those times where we had a kid or two here or there, and it happened quite a bit that they had to go get quarantined for 10 or 14 days. I I had it twice. There were two times where I had to walk away from my team and say, guys, I won't see you guys again for another week and a half. And you trust your assistant coaches. So, you know, you get into this scenario, and uh, and it's just good to be playing baseball. It's good to be be able to do the things that, that you normally would do any given year when you don't have this weird stuff going on. I think it would be almost an understatement, Coach, to, talk, to say that this team was playing well because I feel like this is one of the hottest teams in the Upper Cumberland right now. I don't know what's gotten into them over these last, I'd say, 13, 14 games, but your guys are playing some really good ball right now. What do you think has been the key to this success these last probably two and a half weeks of the season? You know, it's, 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 a, it's a hard question to answer because I, I don't have the answer. You know, we, we got walked off against Cookville, you know, in that game that uh, was really difficult to swallow because – we really made a good push to come back and tie the game. And, you know, the Davis kid really hit it well. And, and, you know, our kids were hurt that night. We got on the bus. We talked about some things. We came back the next day before we played Cookville at home and tried to make a few adjustments in the cage before we started playing. And it was almost like the, the, the kids flipped a switch somehow, you know. And these kids have a lot of pride about themselves. And, you know, we're sitting there at 8-8 eight and eight or whatever, whatever it was. And I don't think they were satisfied with that. I think that they, they went out. You know, we got the big win against Cookville. We were able to go play pretty well in that tournament in Chattanooga. And it's just more, the more reps and the more at-bats. And, and they're playing right now with a lot of confidence. They, they, I mean, you, you don't want to say this and it sounds bad, but they think we're going to win. You know, and thinking you're going to win is a whole lot better than worrying if you're going to lose. You know, so the mentality and the mindset of our guys right now is pretty good. You know, it's just – we're going to go out there and do our thing. You know, if, we, if our starting pitchers, and they have, Lane gave us a great chance the other night. John did a great job, 
you know, at White County last night, John Garrett, that is, Lane Roberts and John Garrett are two guys that have really been doing it. But, you know, we played defense behind them and we swing it a little bit. You know, I think we we banged out something like 18 hits last night is what somebody told me. I don't. I mean, I don't keep up with it and I don't just go look at the books. But, you know, the Allen kid who pitched against us, he's, you know, Sean's number one and he's going to go pitch in college. And, you know, we put together some really good at-bats and uh, took advantage of some of their mistakes. But, you know, just – we wanted to go down there last night, and, you know, you, you get into all these scenarios where you know what somebody else's record is. We just we wanted to win it on the field. We wanted to take care of our business, so there was a standalone district chant without it being a, starting to look at tiebreakers and, and all that kind of stuff. And our kids were, were really prepared and went down there and, and did what they needed to against a pretty good pitcher. Thanks to their clinching of the number one overall seed for the district tournament, the Pioneers will get to host the winner of the play-in game, between Stone Memorial and White County, two teams that they've handled throughout the regular season. That will lead to a best-of-three series against the winner of said playing game for the right to take on the winner of Cookville Ray County. Again, that was Warren County head coach, Philip King. The Upperman Lady Bees have also clinched the top seed in their district after taking down Macon County by a final score of 12-11 to in a slugfest in Lafayette on Tuesday. And head coach Dustin Williams says it's just a testament to how his team has worked to continue to get better as May approaches. Honestly, for us, we're just always talking about getting better for May. We want to be playing our best softball in May. And like I've said in previous uh, conversations, I feel like playing teams that are as good or better than you can only be advantageous for helping you achieve that goal. And um, we played a really Tough uh, White County team on Monday, and we kind of took it on the chin a little bit. Tough game, a play here or there, and maybe it's a different outcome, but it didn't happen that way, and we rolled right off. And uh, Tuesday, last night, we were able to get back on that horse and ride, and we were able to take care of business last night against a really talented Macon County uh, softball team. How much confidence does a win like last night do uh, build for this team? Because, I mean, Obviously, you don't want to give up 11 runs, but you score 12 runs in the process. You come out with the win, and Macon County, like you said, is a really good program. How much confidence does a win like last night give this team moving forward? Oh, it gives us an exponential amount of confidence. Um, but the, this group of girls, I've said all year long, kind of just stay baseline. It was kind of cool last night to see them get above that line. Um, you know, throughout our entire season, we've had ups and downs and uh, a lot of wins and a few tough losses. Uh, and they've always kind of stayed baseline. But last night I saw something different and uh, just something about how urgently they were playing. We talk about three things every day in practice and every game. We want to, one, be able to make routine plays on defense. Two, put the ball into play with authority on offense. And three, always play with a sense of urgency. And the girls um, made several plays last night that maybe were uh, above routine type plays. They were really good plays, plays that normal, uh, normally uh, players don't make. Uh, and we made a few of those last night. We didn't make some of the routine plays, but we overcompensated, was able to, to make some of those plays we shouldn't have made and, and putting the ball in play with authority. So I was really, really proud of our girls last night to, to see that um, ability for them to get to that next level. And that was really special to see. 
I feel like it's impossible for us to talk today without having uh, a conversation about Reagan Hurst because I think I did the math that I think she, I think she was hitting over 700 for last week. Um, she's been great all season, but it seems like she's really kicked it into gear at the plate recently. Every time she puts the ball in play, she's hitting it with authority, like you mentioned. Um, what's been the key for her at the plate, and what's led to this success? Uh, yeah, I think she hit 737 for us last week. Um, Reagan's a, a really phenomenal athlete. Um, she's been pushed really hard um, throughout her entire prep career in, in both sports. She actually was a, a good volleyball player, too, coming up through the ranks um, and just decided to focus on softball and, and mainly basketball um, over the past couple of years. But uh, she's just a gamer, and we, we talk about we go as she goes because she's our leadoff hitter. You know, she puts the ball in play with authority, um, you know, and then the girls behind her have the availability and opportunity to do that as well. Um, and and we, she does a good job of that. Uh, Reagan's going to put the bat on the ball hard um, wherever it goes, and, and she's, a, she's a deer. You know, she runs. Uh, so that gives us a really good – opportunity um, when she's at the plate to kind of get things started and we we've been really really strong behind her our two-hole hitter morgan green um puts the ball into play ali jennings mel pride bailey colson and all the way down the list um have, have done a really good job behind her all the way down to the bottom of her lineup and jayla cobb hitting in the nine hole um you know she she's hitting uh, well over 300 for us in that nine spot and, that, and that's been really big for us too and Girls like Abigail Johnson and Leah McElhaney putting the ball in play with authority, and um, Kira Hancock, our freshman catcher now, who's transitioned to catcher role. Everybody's hitting the ball. We, we we're limiting strikeouts. You know, last night I think we had four strikeouts. So if you can put the ball in play, good things are going to happen. And we've done a tremendous job of that from one to nine throughout the last few weeks of the season. Williams continues to say that hitters like Jayla Cobb, who have understood their role and have been able to get on base in spots like the nine spot that Cobb hits in, have been another reason why this team has been so successful. Along with someone like Mel Pride hitting in the fifth spot, Hurst has helped power the offensive machine that is the Upperman Lady Bees. Once again, that was Upperman Lady Bees head coach, Dustin Williams. Coach, thank you for being with us tonight. The York Institute Dragons got a stellar start from Nick Smith on Monday in a win over Cannon County. As one of the highlights, the head coach Adam Bowden says he has seen from his team in two games this week. You know, I, I think we played pretty good baseball. Uh, we uh, we played played real well Monday at Cannon County. Nick pitched lights out. Uh, he pitched a complete game, had 15 strikeouts. So, you know, pitching pitching was good. Eli started last night. Uh, Brandon, a little bit of trouble, but he still pitched a good game. Uh, Watertown did a good job uh, getting hits when they needed to and, and finding holes. But overall, I, I've been pretty pleased with how we've played the last two weeks as far as district goes. So, Coach, when you talk about playing well in the district like you guys have these last couple of weeks, what do you think has been the key for your guys, whether it's at the plate, on the mound? What's been the key in them kind of turning the season around a little bit, getting on, you know, getting a little bit more consistency? What's been the key there? I think it's got to go back to pitching. Uh, you know, I, I felt like pitching was going to be a strong point for us this year. And, uh, you know, we struggled a little bit at times. They're all locating, and uh, I think once we settled in and started throwing strikes, you know, our defense has done a has done a better job of not giving these, these good district teams extra out. 
so we've we've done a good job. Uh, we've just got to uh, we've got to do a better job of when we get when we get an opportunity to score. You know, it's like you know we played well Monday, but we get a lead on double in the top of the fourth inning with no out. And it, we we've got to find a way to get him in to score when it's one run games. You know, it's like we've got our pitching this year in the district has been has been great. Uh, we. Uh, and we've just we've got to we've got to capitalize when we get runners in four position. Runners left on bases is what's hurt us the most. When we get like bases loaded, no outs. If we don't, if we scored one run last night. Bases bases loaded, no outs. And when we don't capitalize on that, it seems like the other team comes out and we score two or three runs like they did last night. We've just got to do a better job of finding ways to manufacture runs. So, Coach, in that same vein, how much of that, in your opinion, is situational awareness when someone's at the plate, knowing like, hey, I've got a guy on third with one out or a guy on second with no outs and I need to hit a fly ball or I need to hit a ball to the right side? How much of that just comes down to situational awareness? We've got to know what it's going to take. You know, like you said, you get a runner on on third base less than two outs, you know, a ground ball to the right side, uh, just going to score a run, a fly ball, you know, gonna, we're going to tag up the score, and the worst thing you can do is strike out. We're, we're striking out too much with runners in scoring position. Uh, I, I think sometimes we try to do too much instead of just taking what we've got given in front of us. We try to do too much, you know, trying to hit a gapper or something like that, when really all it takes is just a fly ball to have a really good quality, productive at bat. And, uh, you know, I think that just comes with experience. We, we took some, you know, going into the year, I knew there was going to be some growing pain uh, because you know, maybe some lack, some lack of experience in certain positions. But I think we're, we're we see it now. You know, you can you can explain, oh, we got to do this, got to do that. But until we actually see it unfold in front of us, it, it's hard for them to to really understand it, but I think we're getting a better concept of hey, you know, got a guy on third base, one out, we get an outside part of the plate fastball, let's just go take the pitch where it goes, hit it second base and get this guy in. So coach, on a slightly different note, because I don't want to just graze over uh Nick's performance on Monday, I mean seven innings, one hit, fifteen strikeouts. Uh, those aren't the kind of outings you just get every every single night from uh, any just any pitcher. It uh, sounds like he had just about everything working. What do you think was uh, the What do you think was the best part of his performance? I think the the best thing that or, I mean he's, he's done a lot of really good things this year uh, is keeping his composure. You know we've we've got a, we've had a, a young guy catching for him for the most part of the season, and uh, you know it's he hadn't caught for him before because. Again, that was York Institute baseball head coach Adam Bowden. The Monterey Wildcats earned an 8-2 victory over Clay County on Tuesday, a game that head coach John Looper says he saw a better hitting approach from his players, but even better was his team's defense. Well, we, we played, uh, played really well defense. We played really good, solid defensive game. And, you know, our pitchers, even though we didn't get a lot of strikeouts, but we, you know, we kept it around the plate. 
uh, kept them off balance. Got you know got some balls that we could handle defensively, and we made plays. And offensively, we we were just opt opt optimistic. I can say it, but uh, you know when we got we got uh, chances to score runs, we did. We didn't leave a lot of guys on base and took advantage of our opportunities. Talking about the pitchers, I feel like one thing that really stuck out to me was, especially with, I think it was uh, Evan Robinson that really stuck out to me about this, um, first pitch strikes. Uh, I think I saw that he saw 19 total batters, and I think he threw first pitch strikes to 14 of them. I know as a coach you probably want that to be even a little bit higher, but how important is that just to get ahead of uh, get ahead of hitters where you're not working from behind and you're able to attack them a little bit more instead of having to maybe pitch a little bit more carefully? Oh yeah, it's it's really important to get to work ahead and make them hit hit your pitch instead of them getting the pitch they want. Which is you know which is why I think he was effective. And like I said, uh, you know I've got a lot of pitches that they couldn't you know they couldn't square it up or barrel it up, whatever you want to call it, and put the ball in play. But it was balls that we you know had the opportunity to make plays on. Do you think young pitchers maybe sometimes when they fall behind and do you think they sometimes maybe try to be a little bit too fine? They try to hit spots a little too, you know, close to whether it's on the plate, off the plate. Do you think pitchers sometimes, especially young ones, maybe getting trapped in that mindset of I've got to make this pitch right exactly here instead of just not worrying about it and just, you know, just making their, just hitting their spots? I, I think most of your high school pitchers are getting that when, you know, when things, when they struggle a little bit, they want to be, you know, Take do whatever they have to do to be pinpoint perfect, and that's when they'll start struggling. Instead of just keeping the mindset of I'm going to pitch, they they go and think they have to be perfect, and that's you know that's when mistakes get made. So let's talk about your club's offensive performance last night. I feel like a lot of guys really stuck out. I know Tucker Phillips had three hits. Silas Randolph had a couple doubles in there. Um, one thing that stuck out to me watching them was it seemed like there was a concerted effort to try to go the uh, to the opposite field. There was a concerted effort to hit the ball where it was pitched instead of maybe trying to pull it and put a lot of power into it, just putting a good swing on the ball and hitting it where it was pitched. How much of a role was that in just you know scoring as many runs as you did last night and having the performance you did? Well, there was it was. You're right. We did last night. We we went the opposite way. Hit it where it was pitched. Uh, and you know, I'm proud of that because we do work on that a lot. Uh, I, I think you know, from a hitting mentality, you have to be you know have to be selfless and not to try to pull to hit the big shot or the hard hit ball. And you have to be content with you know trying to hit the line drive the opposite way. Uh, and you know, a lot of discipline there. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was happy with our, for most of our hitters, you know, the, the discipline was there to take the pitch where it was coming from and try to go the opposite way. And, and you know, when you do that, and so, you know, they will make a mistake that you can drive and pull. But, uh, you know, they, we did do a good job of that last night. You're right. Coach, last time we spoke, uh, you had a heavy emphasis on your guys uh, finishing games, maintaining intensity throughout games, and maybe in games where it turns into a little bit of a blowout, not really losing that edge a little bit. Do you feel like you've seen an improvement in that these last couple of weeks? Uh, well, some days yes, some days no. I mean, it, you know, it's a it's an ongoing battle, and uh, but you know, it, it's one of it's hard to keep that intensity up every day, and and that's the that's the tough thing about baseball. You know, football you play one game a week, and you get up for that one game. And baseball, you got to find a way to get up and have yourself mentally prepared every day, just about. 
And, you know, that's that's what separates really good teams from just good teams is the teams that can come every day to play. So, Coach, last question for you, man. What, how much of a focus is there right now also on just the, doing the little things properly? You know, a lot of coaches talk about just being able to get a bunt down properly, being able to know a situation and know where you need to hit the ball, getting the ball in the air to the outfield if you've got a guy on third with less than one out. Um, how important are those little things, and how much are you focusing on those as the regular season begins to wind down and we get to district tournament time? Oh, it, we will. We'll, we'll go back and go fundamentals top to bottom. Again, that was Monterey Wildcats head coach, John Looper. It's a phrase you'll hear just about any coach here. At the end of the day in high school sports, you want to try to peak as close to the end of the regular season as possible so that you're in a good place heading into the postseason. For Warren County softball head coach Jerry Martin, that is exactly what he's preached to his girls and what he said their mindset has been the entire season. Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks we've played really well. Um, you know, that's our goal every year is try to peak toward the district tournament time end of April, early May. That's been our mindset this year. Uh, so we've played pretty good the last couple of weeks. I'm excited for our team and uh, excited for our girls. Again, on the pitching side, it seems like it's just been shut down pitching, like it's been for most of the year for you. You said it the last time we spoke that that had just been how your players had played most of the year. Um, and a lot of people talk about Madison, and rightfully so. She's been spectacular, especially in the game at Cookville. Um, do you feel like she's playing some of her best ball right now, both as a hitter and as a pitcher? I think so. I mean, I think if you ask her about hitting, she's she's probably think she's struggling a little bit because she swings it really well and she's she's in a little slump right now. But she still hits a home run every third game or so. But pitching wise, man, she's been really good, and uh, a lot of it's been my fault. You know, she has so many pitches, and I'm trying to incorporate those during the game. And uh, you know, the one thing about her is she competes like no other. It's one of her best assets. So she competes, and she has good stuff. And uh, she throws lots of strikes. And, uh, you know, we're riding Madison right now, and that's what we've done all year. You mentioned the fact that she just competes. How, how important is that when, whenever a player does go through what they feel like is a rut, when they start to go through a little, a little dry spell in terms of performance, um, how, how important is it to have that, uh, that competitive mentality to where at some point this player is going to figure out they're going to get back on track and they're going to be almost even better than they were before? Right. Yeah, I think she hit a little slump there, uh, maybe a little tired, a little fatigued, and she's caught her second wind. But like I said, she competes. Uh, she's our leader. Uh, she's our vocal leader. We have a lot of good girls, and a lot of girls, a lot of girls we have are very quiet. Uh, Madison is a cheerleader. Uh, you know, she gets them going. And when she's in a circle, you know, I think our girls know we got a chance to win each and every game. Uh, you know, the one thing you can't teach is, is, is competitiveness. And, and she competes. And that's one thing I love about her. And that makes her a little bit better, you know, because she don't get down when she gives up a run or has a couple of walks or somebody makes an error behind her. She just competes and try to finish the inning and uh, try to get that W at the end of the game. You know, Coach, a lot of teams that I've seen, they have that ace of their staff, so to say, that, you know, teams look at it and say, okay, beyond that, if we can, you know, any other game, we, we have a chance against this team because we're not having to go against that ace. But I feel like Sadie Simmons has really flown under the radar and has really stepped out, especially these last couple of weeks, and has been almost as good as Madison. And she's given you a chance to win every time out. What, what have you liked most about what she's given you so far this season? Well, Sadie's always been underdog, you know. Uh, she's always done me a great job. She throws a lot of strikes, has a lot of movement. She has tons of spins. Um, 
and she's been, you know, she's been spot on too. You know, it's kind of like a one A and one B. Um, we feel that if we throw either one of them out there, we got a chance to win. Um, you know, Sadie has been great for us her whole career. Uh, you know, she's a senior. She would have pitched in a big, a lot of big games for us last year if we got to play. So she's excited to be out there, and you know, her offense has been great this year. She's been a pleasant surprise offensively for us, and I think that's, you know, that's spilled over to her pitching and. Um, we just, you know, we're excited about Sadie also. One thing I love about watching softball in this district specifically is how competitive it is. And it's competitive no matter what teams are involved seemingly every night. Um, obviously, as we get closer and closer to district tournament time, the games start meaning a little bit more. What are some things you're looking at as a coach to say, like, okay, if we can get this going, if we can do this a little bit better, we can really make a deep run here in the postseason? I think if we get some girls at the bottom of the lineup, to get some more consistent at bats, catch the ball defensively, you know, we've got a pretty good team. Uh, you know, along with Madison and Sadie pitching, uh, if we just catch the ball and those seven, eight, nine hitters get a couple of hits for us, you know, I think that, you know, that's make or break. And if we get those guys going, swing the bats, you know, we'll be kind of scary. In the competitive district that is 6 AAA for softball, when you have teams such as the Lady Pioneers or even a team like White County, Cookville, or Ray County, it means you have to show up with your best ball every night, and head coach Jerry Martin says that's important for the Lady Pioneers. Once again, that was Warren County Lady Pioneers head coach Jerry Martin. The Pickett County Bobcat baseball team lost two tough games earlier this week against Clay County and Gordonsville, two programs that head coach Jamie Cravens knows are very successful teams, Though he does say that he feels like his team needs a jolt offensively. Uh, they're both really good programs. Uh, Clay County is the best they've been in a while since I've been coaching, and Gordon's was always tough. And uh, we just I uh, felt like we should have competed better than we did this week, um, especially the Clay County game. We, we came out and we, we spotted them eight runs in the first inning, and it's hard to win a ball game when you do that. And, uh, we held them the rest of the game to one run. Uh, but we only scored three. So uh, uh, our hitting, I think, is what what I noticed. Uh, and, you know, credit to the pitchers. Uh, the Daniels boy from uh, from Clay County, he pitched a really good game against us. And uh, I can't remember the kid's name last night for, for Gordonsville, uh, number 22. Uh, he pitched a no-hitter against us. And that's the first no-hitter we've had pitched against us in, in three years, I believe. And uh, but he pitched a heck of a game, and uh, we just gotta. Uh, I know we can compete with those guys. We just have to get our heads right and and get our approach to plate better, you know, and and put the ball in play. That's the name of the game. In games like this, how how much of it, in your opinion, is having that right intensity at the start of the game versus starting a little sluggishly, not starting focused? How, how much of it is just starting with the right intensity and focus level? Oh, it's huge! It's huge. Just uh, you know, uh, after all, you know, all these guys are they're teenagers, and uh, you know, just coming out and and it seems like you know, hitting. You've always I've always heard it preached to me: hitting is contagious, and it seems like it is. If you can come out and get a couple of hits and and put some pressure on that defense early and on that pitcher early, then it it just seems like it it it'll turn into a snowball. And but. And on the bad side, it, it can happen to you too. And uh, you know, the Clay County game we started off with, uh, we hit three batters in a row to start off the game, and 
you know, we came inside on them. They weren't going to move. And uh, so we hit them, loaded up bases, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And, uh, but, you know, it, we just have to, you know, take a step back and, and try to get refocused on, on what our plan is. And, you know, sometimes it's going one run at a time. I mean, you can't make up eight runs, you know, in the inning most of the time. So, uh, you know, that we, we kind of, I preached to the boys after the game about, you know, trying to stay focused on, you know, getting that one run or two runs each inning, you know, to get back into the ball game. And it's like, you know, but to your question that the momentum is huge, you know, to start off a game, to, to have that come out flat, especially at this level, you know, this, you know, we're in district games. Everybody knows the tournament's on everybody's mind. You want to, you know, get that mental edge on that team that you're going to be playing. Clay County will probably be the, that's the team we're going to draw first round of the district tournament. So, you know, that gave them a huge mental edge over us, and uh, we just got to get refocused. I guess then it also serves as just you can't look ahead, right? You've got to be focused on the game in front of you. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and we're all guilty of it, trying to trying to figure out, you know, who, who I'm going to pitch this game or, you know, uh, trying to come up with combinations. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm thinking of, of who I'm going to pitch against those guys in the district tournament. I'm not – I'm going to try not to let them see that pitcher until then. And, uh, you know, and sometimes that, that'll come back to bite you. But hopefully we'll get them in the game that counts, and that's going to be the game in the first round of the district tournament. That's actually a perfect segue to what I was going to ask next, was I know that obviously no one likes to lose, but I guess if there is a silver lining – it, is it that you know you're getting these you're getting these mess ups out of the way early? You're getting them out of the way now in the regular season where they don't hurt you as much. Whereas you do this in a district tournament game or in a region game, uh, your season's over. Exactly, exactly. Uh, two years ago, uh, well, three years ago, we had uh, we beat, had beat Clay County twice in the during the season, and then we got into the district tournament. They beat us. They they won the game. It really counted. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of what we're looking at here is, uh, you know, we, we learned a few things, you know, we've played them twice. Now the, the first game was a non-district game. Uh, we only played them one time that counts. Once again, that is Pick County Bobcats baseball head coach, Jamie Cravens. The White County Warriorettes found themselves in the position of having to start younger players on Monday for their game against upper men due to some seniors being out. But head coach Jerry Roberts maintains that it was good experience for his younger players to get to take the field with the varsity team. Uh, you know, they responded well. You know, they, they we, we've been through a lot of practice. They get a lot of reps during the season. So um, anytime that them young girls can get a chance, they always uh, step up and, and play well. And, of course, we still um, uh, led by Addison Abel that, you know, she took the circle and, you know, pretty much dominated again. So uh, we just get a couple of runs on the board for her every night, and and we're going to have a good chance to win. And then you have a a tough loss to Sequatchie uh, last night. I know a loss is never the goal. I know as a coach you always want to win, but have to be a lot of encouraging signs there. For one, you get Savannah and others back in the lineup, and Ashlyn and Cager both put together really good games. I know there's a lot of positives you can pull from a game like that, right? They are, you know, and I never wanted to hang our head. You know, we had a couple of uh, errors there in that inning, too, that kind of um, led to uh, the, the five runs that they got. But, 
you know, they, and granted to their tip their hat as well. They, they hit it hard. And, uh, we had a misfortune last night with, um, after getting a warning for jewelry, uh, Addie, um, me and Addie had to be restricted to the, um, <laughs> the dugout after our second offense. So, um, Addie was not able to play in that game after that happened, which happened in the sec- second inning. So, you know, that limited us with some pitching. So Ashlyn um, had to go the whole way, and I felt like she kind of got tired and um, labored a little bit um, late in the game, which, you know, if Addie was available, I think she could have come in and fresh and shut the shut the door. So. At this point in the season, and I've I've asked so many coaches this, but I feel like it's just that important to ask. At this point in the season, how important do those little things become? The little moments like that where Addison's not able to play, or moments in game where you've got to kind of be understanding of what the situation is and who, who's on base, how many outs there are. How important do those little things become at this point in the season when at you know we're starting to get to that point where games start to mean a little bit more? Oh, it's huge. Uh, I mean, it's very huge, um, and that's why. Everybody needs to understand what's going on, where do they need to need to go, and um, you know it, it, it's really huge because it could turn a difference between maybe winning a ball game or losing a ball game. So, one thing Monday that really stuck out to me, and I, I don't I don't know why I was surprised by this or why this really stuck out to me, but uh, I feel like it says a lot about Cager because I know she normally plays a lot in the outfield. Uh, she comes in and plays shortstop, and I think that. In baseball, softball, I mean, I think shortstop is widely regarded as one of the toughest positions defensively to play. Uh, what all does that say about her and her just natural ability to play the game of softball? She was able to seamlessly make that transition. Uh, she, Kadra is just a natural-born athlete. She could play anywhere, anywhere and everywhere, probably. Probably pitch and catch, too. But um, just her athletic ability um, – you know, and that's something that, you know, we'll be looking for probably in the future as well as far as next year. Um, so that was a good look to let Kadra get some action right there. So, um, you know, just an athlete. I mean, she can play anywhere, do anything. Once again, that was White County Warriorettes softball head coach Jerry Roberts. Coach, we appreciate you being with us tonight. Joining me now is head coach of the Jackson County Blue Devils, Juan Claraday. Coach, seems almost hard to believe, but we've reached the home stretch of the regular season. What are your overall thoughts of how this team has played these last couple of weeks? Well, the last couple of weeks, we've gotten better. We got off to a real rough start, and our record is 418 right now. And uh, we're, But we've been playing better ball the last couple of weeks. So with the, having a young team and not having a season last year, I mean, it's just the first five to six weeks for, you know, for growing pains on the job training so much. You know, we had the first week of practice snowed out, you know, with that blizzard that came in and just weather was hard to cooperate. We didn't have the luxury of having spring scrimmages. So we inter-squatted most of the time, you know, just so our pitchers could face hitters, hitters could face pitchers. And, you know, when you face your own teammates, you don't get that same feel you do with the inter- you know, scrimmage against other schools. And it just – it's really, you know, just really, like I said, just growing pains, you know, the first four or five weeks. But we have been playing better ball as of late. Offensively at the plate, how much of a focus is there right now of just putting good at-bats together and being good situational hitters? That's, that's the key.
key to it. We just you just can't play gorilla balls like the old LSU teams did back in the late nineties and two thousands. You you know, you just gotta pick and choose. You gotta have a controlled swing. I try to preach, take the same swing that you do when we do our T drills in the building out to the field. And sometimes that don't resonate, sometimes you know, the kids they wanna swing for the fences or grip it and rip it approach and you know, it just this time of year, you just need to have you know good approaches. You know, have a plan when you go up there to the plate and execute it the best. Swing at good pitches and uh, force the pitch, force the pitcher to, to throw your pitch, not let him throw his pitch. That's 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 very big, very important. And I'm sure another thing, coach, that you're probably looking for is a little bit of consistency. How much of an emphasis have you put on that? Not just when it comes to hitting, but also fielding and overall effort and intensity. Well. You know, you know, we're creatures of habit. We need to have that same, you know, mental approach to do everything, you know, like it's supposed to be done. And, and you know, when you deal with teenagers, sometimes you don't always get that. But, you know, that, that's what we stress. We just, you know, right now, just this repetition, repetition. Uh, we play three to four days a week, so we don't get much practice time once season gets going. And, uh, so basically, our non-district games, like they're kind of like our scrimmages, you know, in a way, and practices, you know, get ready for our Monday, Tuesday games. But yeah, just trying to create a structure where we're, you know, getting getting as many reps as we can, you know, when we don't have games, and just and live and learn when we do play player games, and hopefully we won't make the same mistakes again. So, coach, with the regular season winding down and the district tournament starting soon. What are some things you're going to focus on in practice as we hit postseason time? Well, right now I'm just I'm looking. You know, I told the guys the other day that I'm, I'm kind of considering each one, every player like the stock market. Your stocks either going to be up in the middle or down. I'm looking for nine guys that stocks are up that gives me the best combination, the best chance to do something in the postseason because everybody gets a second chance in the postseason. I've seen many teams in my career that had below 500 records in the regular season. You know, I know one school back in the mid-2000s or early 10s that was they had a 19-game losing streak heading into the postseason, and they wound up making the state tournament. <laughs> so it's just a second chance. I'm just – I'm right now, last week and this week, I'm looking – I'm really looking to see who's going to take that next step. Once again, that is head coach of the Jackson County Baseball Blue Devils, Juan Claraday.